Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. Imagine making a difference. No, imagine being the difference. The difference between I can't and I can or I won't and I will. The reason someone chooses to wake up and strive for greatness. In life, it can feel like everything is working against you. Let's defy all odds and break generational curses. This is Overstepping Poverty with Daquan and Zacchaeus. Welcome back to Overstepping Poverty, the podcast that provides you with tips, tricks, and hacks in overstepping poverty. My name is Daquan Brooks, and I'm here with my co-host, Zacchaeus. How you doing, Zacchaeus? I'm doing good, man. I'm super excited for the guests that we have on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing good as well. You know, the guests that we have on today, it's been long overdue. I've been waiting because I've been hearing a lot. He used to cut my hair back in the day. I haven't, you know, I haven't seen him since and whatnot, but I've heard great things. So I'm, I'm ready to hear even more. So, yeah. So today we are having a special guest. He does a lot of stuff here in Sioux Falls. He is the head coach of the junior high football team at O'Gorman Junior High. He does a lot of good community work with Think 3D. Welcome, Manny Gutierrez. Yeah, I'm very happy to be here. Very I'm happy. Very happy. Yes. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Let's go. Man, I, I appreciate you guys, man. This is a nice setup, man. I'm it, it, I just I'm happy to be here with y'all, man. It's a good vibe. I appreciate it, man. Good I was digging y'all. Absolutely. Man, I've told I him a lot about you. Nothing, man. No, we got you. Right. Man. Yeah, I feel you, we man. Good. I stood the dog scared me, but that was you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he put that gate up there I so, know. They, would, so they would bark like, a little you guys bit more stay, you. you guys got to stay back barking all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm got saying? people scared walking in here. dog had a hand in his mouth. I was yeah. like, is a human hand? Right. He's ready to go. That was his guess. Intimidation factor. Like I said, we're super excited to have Manny on the show with us here today. We really want to jump into it with you. I I coach with you. I know a little bit about you from that and just from being friends, really. But we want to know about Manny. Who is Manny? Where are you from? Tell us a little bit about your journey and kind of how you got to where you are today. Originally, originally from the Bronx, New York. Uh, biggest projects in the Bronx, shout out Eden World Projects. I don't know if we're the biggest anymore. Might not be. We might, somebody might have stole that. They might have. That's all right, though. Not right now. Eden World, beat them all, got beef, heat them all. That's how that worked. Uh, now, nah, but uh, raised by a single mama. Kind of typical story, right? Me, my brother, and my sister. Papa was a Rolling Stone, so I got a lot of brothers. But growing up in that situation... You see the worst of the worst, but you don't know it's the worst of the worst because you live in it. So it's just life. I had an uh, opportunity to get into sports at a later age, uh, later than most people, right? So I uh, started boxing. I was 12. That was my first love. I was like, yeah, let's get it, right? Was this in New York? It was in New York. Okay. Right? So I started boxing, and I was dope. Boxing in the street, boxing everywhere, right? Ran into football. Um, always played football, but then like when I first put on like some pads, it was like, come on. How like, old are you at that go. point? Uh, fourteen. I, I was out. Uh, yeah, fourteen. So four, no, fifteen. Sophomore. Wow. So I couldn't play. There was a time where where Mom Dukes wasn't at the crib, right? So we went through some things, right? You know, the struggles of the streets, the life, you know, drugs, the whole thing. Um, so there was a time when moms was there. So like my freshman year, it was just me, and my brother, and my sister. So it was, my grades was terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, it looked like somebody was swearing at me. Right. Oh, my poor <laughs> God, it just, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just all Fs. But, yo, shout out my man Twinkie, uh, Derek Krisky. He's one of the people that God put so many people in my life that saved my life. And I could really say that was a part, that was a, a moment in my life that saved my life. I remember he was like, yo, you want to play football, bro? Your grades got to come up. And he was like, yo, I'll, I'll come to the crib and we'll do homework together. We'll do the whole thing. And was he, he the coach? He, no, he was on the team. Those oh, was wow. my homie, right? He was on the team. He, he was playing running back. Mm. I want to play running back. So you, you imagine how weird is that, right? The dude playing the same position, but he's like, yo, come, you know, let me help you. Um, and that dude really helped me turn that whole thing around. I was eligible to play as a sophomore. Um, 
played JV, moved out of varsity, and was doing my thing, man. And then uh, one of the first setbacks that I ran, so I was I was getting it in. I was dope, but biggest setback from from my high school career was my coach uh, retiring. Mm. Hardest thing to deal with. He was the first you know male figure to really believe in me. He was I was like compared to like Customato. He was a big Jewish dude, Marv Globat. And he, he was telling me, he used to speak just confidence into me. Right? One of my favorite, I put it in my book, one of my favorite quotes I'll always remember, he, he would work out with me individually. And he was like, <clears throat> he goes, Goody, when I first met you, you was an ugly Puerto Rican kid. And he was like, now, you're a strong, ugly Puerto Rican kid. <laughs> and that was the best compliment he could have gave me, man. Like, I wore that shit like a badge, badge of honor, like, because he, right. he saw me. You know what I mean? And that man could have told me to run through a brick wall. I was going to run through it. He could have told me to run into a, a truck. I was going to run through it. It's just whatever he was going to tell me to do, I was going to do. You know what I mean? And so junior year, I'm going to camps, shining, doing the thing. I'm like, let's go. It's, it's about to pop. Went to Syracuse for camps, right? So I'm like, yep, mm. we got connections with Syracuse, Temple, Rutgers, the whole thing. We like, right. it's popping. And uh, the New York City Board of Education was like, oh, we go give early buyouts to teachers that retire early. So if you retire earlier, you get more money. If you stay, you lose money. So he had mentioned like, hey, it's a possibility. We was doing spring ball. Spring ball, I'm killing too. I'm, I'm getting juiced for my senior year. Mm. And then we don't hear. In New York, is different. Like here or in, in, in most other places, like they stay connected to their players and like, once school's over, you don't really hear from your coach till season about to pop off, and he calls you, make sure mm. you, you know, in shape, in shape, right. right? Yeah, right. So two weeks before season start, I get a call from the assistant coach Brian Williams. He's like, "Hey, uh, just so you know, uh, Glowback's not coming back." Dang. What? <laughs> like no buy, no nothing. Like I don't know how to deal with that at that point. Right. Like, Nobody's teaching me how to communicate. Nobody's teaching me how to deal with feelings or emotions, right? So I'm like, who's coaching? Mitch Russo. Russo. I, I wish you would see this because, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, was, he, uh, was he a coach on the team already? He was, he was a running backs coach. Okay. Uh, uh, first so thing, position coach. Yeah, first thing he ever said to me. First thing he ever said to me, bro. Yo, go get them cones. You got to lose weight. Thank you. Nice to meet you, right? right? He had this a crush on this one player we had, right? I ain't gonna shout him out ever, but he had a crush <laughs> on this one player, right? Yeah. He was built like a god, hundred percent, six two, like two hundred, just ripped, right? Soft though, soft. Puba Glowback saw me running, and was like, "Give him reps." Right. Ah, oh, and uh, right. So the whole thing happened anyway. Junior year, I end up. First game, we play boys and girls high school. He running like a pool butt. I'm standing by Glowback. Glowback like, yo, go ahead, go in. Boom, I take over and start bodying. And then he like, you start for the rest of the year. So that's how that happened. Okay. So then when I hear Russo, the head coach, I'm like, right. oh. Instant, I'm not feeling this at all. Then I hear he changed the whole offense. What? What are we doing? Right? So yeah. how are you handling this as like once nah, once he took over nah, like well. what was that like between like what was the relationship be like nah, between well, you I, and I was an asshole I, and I'll tell you straight up um nobody taught me life like um if some if I would have talked to sixteen year old Manny at that point I'd be like bro get along so you can move along mm. what you doing right now is not helping right right. First game we win, 20, 28 zip. I shine, my man Jay Clark shine. We win it, boom. First game, this next game we lose. I go in the office. <laughs> I tell him, yo, if we're going to win games, I need more carries. Jay need to be at quarterback. Tell him the coach what to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to work for me, right? So, long story short, I, I, I finished my senior year. We win, I think, three games. I lead the team in rushing. No touchdowns. Like Varsity Blues. You ever see that movie? Mm -hmm. Right? Oh, yeah. They pull the brother out, put somebody else in with a sound yep. score. That's how that went. Vultures. Exactly. Exactly how that went. So it was like, all right, boom. All the colleges that was interested, D1 trips, all that, gone. 
happened there? I asked him for the binder. Yo, where's the binder for colleges that Clawback had? No binder. Like that. I mean, so um, I thought I was going to die in the projects at that point. Like, I'm just like, all right, cool. No so offers. football was like your way out? It was it. I, I put all my eggs there. You know what I mean? I stayed eligible. Yeah. My grades was decent. They wasn't great. You know what I mean? Because I was just worried about staying eligible. So football was my way out. When they come and go, I remember I had my meeting with him. He said, what do you think about a trade school? Trade school? What are you talking about, bro? Like, what are we talking about right now? Like, I, I didn't want to punch a man in his face so bad. Because to me, it was like, you killing my future. Mm. And I remember I was sitting in the basketball court because everybody played basketball in the projects, right? New York, that's basketball's king. I'm in there, and I remember I'm waiting for next, and I'm like, I'm going to die here. Like, this is it. Damn. Like, this is, this At 18? Yeah, 17. 17. 17 years old. My it's over. I mean, graduated May. Sign the day came and went over, right? But I got a letter in the mail from Dakota Wesson University. So you all feel a scholarship to come play football. Dakota who? Right. Right? South Dakota. Right? Let me tell you how. This is the New York City Board of Education. I'm, they sent me the schedule. Oh, oh man. That's how I know. Like, this is how much I know about South Dakota. Oh, I know you were hot. Yeah, I was right. like, what is going on here? Right? But I'm but it, at this point, I'm going. Yeah. They right. sent me a video of the most diverse video you they could find, right? That you could send about Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Right? I ain't never been there, never took a visit, nothing. Jumped on the plane, I'm out. We're going. Just took that it. was God. God is yeah. like, yo, boom, this is what this is. Right. You know what I mean? Flashback. I remember when I was six years old, I'm in watching news with my mom. Crack invasions, full blown. Right? New York is wild. My projects is wild. We watching the news and they say the most peaceful places in America. Iowa was number one. Mm-hmm. Right? And I remember telling my mom, Mom, I'm going to college in Iowa. Six. I said, Mom, I'm going to college in Iowa. It's the most peaceful place. That's, that's where I want to be. Right? Yeah. She said, Yeah, baby. Right? I remember going to bed that night, laying in bed, thinking about, yep, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a girl my junior year before I go to the pros because it, bro, I, from the mouth of babes come the truth. Right. Yeah. Fast forward, right? The number one most peaceful place at that year, South Dakota. Okay. Damn. So it came all the way around for you. All the way around, bro. Met my first wife. I'm a two-time felon with, uh, Women, <laughs> two divorces, <laughs> right? But met her my junior year. Dang, crazy in college. In college, said, I'm right? This whole thing is pop, right? It's not a mistake. Yeah, right. But again, being a father at that, so she had a son, which is my son now. I mean, he's my boy. Yeah. Being a father at that time changes everything, right? Because where were you at? At that point in your life, you were in I'm Mitchell. I'm Mitchell. And, and, you junior know, year. Junior year, uh, about to start, do the, do the thing. I was behind an All-American my freshman year. I didn't redshirt. I wanted to. They convinced me not to. So I was I was balling. I was, my trajectory was right where I needed to be. And then for me, again, I stopped living intentionally. I started living like I got to do this and do that. Respond. I got to be responsible. Responsible. And we get pregnant. My senior, right before my senior year, that changes kind of everything. I'm not taking working out as serious, and you know, there right. you have it. Then my senior year, I'm still nice. I'm still that dude. I get hurt in a preseason game. Mm-hmm. I get hurt on a kick return I shouldn't have been in. So tear my ankle up. Don't have surgery. Don't take off any time. Right. I'm just hurt all year. And you just kept going. Just played my whole year. We didn't win the game. We had a new coach. Same, again, history repeated itself. Junior year, coach leave. Senior year. Just kind of repeated it. Repeated the whole yeah. shit again. You know what I mean? Except this time I it was like a cycle for you. 100%. So then I'm here. South Dakota becomes my home because I don't want to raise my kids in the Bronx. Right. End up staying, you know, with my, with my girl at the time. And now, you know, fast forward, this is where we at. Right. You know what I mean? Got a whole family, got a whole tribe. Yeah. I mean, my son's doing big things in football. My other son's married. I'm a grandpa. Damn, yeah, I got, congrats, I got, yeah, man. Congratulations. Yeah, 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 man. My son's married. got babies. And then my junior, Manny Jr., he's manager at Jimmy John's, Gabe's 
going to Northern State. Yeah. Right. So he's doing his thing. And then uh, my daughters, my own mom, I got two 14 year olds. They, one works at Jimmy John's with her brother. Okay. And then um, the other one was running track for a while. And then I got my nine year old girl. So, yeah. Very nice. And now we're here. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm here, here. And I bought a crib from somebody you know. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a good dude. Who is that? Um, Some dude, I don't know how to say his name, bro. It's like. Zachamus. Zachias? Zachias. 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 I think it's Sriracha. What did you call me uh, before before the beginning of the football season? Was it Sugar Bear? Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. (laughs) Remember Super Golden? Right. Hey, man. That's Sugar Bear. I like it. I like it. Talk about (laughs) now. So it's, it's just been, you know, now here, it's just been dope, man. Your life is kind of changed since really recently yeah i would no, say super like within trajectory. the last year your <laughs> life has changed you bought a house yes. you started a new job yes you know i think that's something i'm really interested in talking about yeah. with what you're doing right now so something that i've been through is a course and it's a class here in sioux falls it's with um think 3d and it's a leaders of tomorrow class yes, sir and that's, in the building. Yeah, and that's a lot about personal development and communication and just everything that goes into that. Unlocking your the best you, because the best you is better for everybody, right? Absolutely. So unlocking the best you, that's is dope, man. And like you said, what a year. What a year it's what a been. Year. Yep. We're only four, five months in, too. Yeah, yeah bro, like I'm telling you, it, it's been... I can't even, I was at the county for 17 years, man. You know what I mean? I, I worked at the county. I had the life that everybody told you you should have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got the kids, you got a you got a government job, you secure, you got good benefits, the whole thing. But every year, I'm doing other things. Right. Right, to fill my cup because I'm not, I'm outgrowing it at a rapid pace. Mm-hmm. Right? I loved my coworkers at the county. Love them. Yeah. I'm saying the position, there's no room for growth. There's no up. We're capped out. Yeah, yep. there's no up. Right. And then what really when B and T, we we've been homies forever, right? We've been homies for twenty years, bro. Like so, yeah. so this is like I saw the birth of Think Three D. I saw the brainchild. I saw the brainstorm. I saw the meetings every Monday. Mm. I saw it all. I was part of it all. I was with them. You know what I mean? We was doing music. Yeah. So they was like, bro. Is going, is bubbling. When it get to a certain point, you gotta come on. And when it happened, it was like okay, the time came, and it happened all this year, right? So yeah. again, I get, to, I, I go through a divorce. I'm going through some things, right? Emotionally, I'm wrecked. Stuff is going crazy. I've talked to you about the crib. You're like, yo, just try. I mean, the worst. What's the worst that could happen? Right. We find out where we at, and then you hit me with. Yo, let's go. It's a go. Hit the gas. What? So we go get the gas. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, this shit is crazy, right? Yeah. Um, So now I'm ready to get this crib, going into my second year at O'Gorman, and then this opportunity happens and drops on my lap. Like, yo, this is what we're doing, so we're talking about it. What it came down to, my jump, right? Because I I, I chopped it up. I, I trust people, right? I have a circle of people around me. That I trust, their family. Like if you, if I call you my man's my brother, you my brother for real. Like, right? You don't need the blood. You know what I mean? If you the homie, all right. Right. But my circle, people I trust, I talk to about mm-hmm. things. You know what I mean? Like we talk about yeah. everything. We talk about life. Right. You know I mean? So when it came down to it, it was like, yo, so many people was like, bro, you gonna leave them bennies? Like them benefits is got a pension, right? I'm like, yeah, you're right. And they're like, yo, you're about to make, you know, 80 racks. You're about to, whatever. Mm. Right? Yeah, you're right. Whatever. You know what I mean? From within your inner circle. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm capped. Right? And so they say, all right, what's it, what's it going to be the deciding factor? And I was thinking about, man, if I stay at the county, I only got 11 years left. I can retire. Get my pension, full pension, right? But I want y'all to say that out loud. I got eleven years left. Eleven years. Facts. Right. Facts. Say that out loud, yo. Yeah. I got eleven. 
how old am I right now? Like, what am I talking about? Right. You know what I'm saying? That was easy for me at that point. It was like, okay, it ain't not the county did. They ain't do nothing wrong, right? I could have done 11 years on my head. Right. right. At what cost? Man. You know what I'm saying? That's big. So I jumped ship. We chopped up or whatever I had to chop up. Now I'm living like literally my best life. Like I do everything that I want to do. Coaching, I'm coaching people. Um, I want to do some crazy shit on video. I got videos, yeah. right? Yo, part of our wellness program, and I find like I sound like I'm recruiting for Think 3D, right? <laughs> but, right? Is you you want a wellness program? Yeah, go work out for an hour. You come back, you good? Wow, right. Right, because a because be- we we preach a better you is better for everybody, right? Get your work done though. But if, yeah. if I'm living my best, my work is easy, bro. Right, you know what I'm saying? Because again, I live what we're talking about. So if I live what we're talking about, it's not work, right, bro? I've been happen. I've been going at it today since seven thirty. I'm here right now. Do I look tired? No, man. I'm juiced. Right, right, and then I'm gonna go home and love all my my babies. Right. And then, you know, go to sleep, wake up, do it again. It's not work, bro. It's, it's love. It's passion. So when you live by that, again, like my book, Passion, right? Yep. Passion, accountability. First right? thing. First thing is passion. Passion is going, you could be in an ocean of bullshit, but it's going to keep you afloat. That's what's going to be. Yeah. I mean, keep you alive. And I, I, I'm living right now, so. That never quit. And sky's the limit, and I see it. Bread, bread is going to come. Bread is going to come in waves that I've never seen before. It's going to come. I'm not even tripping. Right? And that came with changing your whole mindset. My mindset, bro. Like, listening. I've always had to think 3D book, but doing the LOT thing and, and learning that and then actually learning to facilitate it and understand it. It's not like we uncovered, you know, King Tut's tomb. and this. Nah, it's plain. It's simple, easy to understand. But like anything, you got to do it. Right. Right? You want to get in shape? I could give you a whole top of the line home gym. If you don't lift a weight, you staying out of shape. It don't matter. But if you do it, what you what's your life look like at this point? Right. You know what I mean? So that doing that and being a thing 3D and, and, and being in a real culture or, or an environment or work where everybody's hustling everybody got the grind and it's like yo let's do this yeah let's go yep you know what i'm saying that's that creative energy facts yeah. it's like being like musically if you're in a cypher if you're in a studio with spitters like you like oh let's right. go like if you're in a studio with spitters you got to come about energy energy yep. right yep. nobody over there slacking nobody over there how what they doing and, and who ate my you know Lean cuisine or some dumb <laughs> shit. Right? Wait, wait, my my key line. You pudding. sound like you heard that a few times. Right. Oh man, you know what I mean? Like, my name man, was on that. Right? <laughs> you feel me? Like what are we talking about? But nah, right now it's just I love it, bro. I love it. It's, it the freedom is there. I work more hours now than I've ever worked, bro, and it don't feel like it. That energy is there, and you can tell that passion coming from you when you when you talk about your work and it's crazy because people get stuck into their eight to five, their, that mindset of I'm almost to retirement. You know, there's only this, this, this much time left. There's only this much that I have to do, but people aren't really living. And, and that's the issue. And like a lot of these jobs, they trap you in that, they trap you in that mindset. And it's not just a job either. It's your coworkers too, because because they're comfortable, they're comfortable with what they're doing. And it's just insane to think like, when you have a mindset where you need to do more, there's nothing that's going to trap you in that box. You're getting out and you're, you're doing exactly what you're doing. And I guarantee you, like everyone that's watching this, like every, just hearing the words that you're saying and seeing you like that energy, like, man, I want that, that. energy, man. But I'm going to tell you to keep it real though. Yeah. I lost people because of this, because mm-hmm. of energy. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to know, people. like, tell me more about that. Like, there's people, man, like, when you um decide to be intentional and you decide to be the best version of yourself, when you for so long have shrunk to make people comfortable, now there's something wrong with you. Man. Right? Yep. So yep. now it's like, oh, 
you you full of yourself. Yep. What's the opposite of that then? What's the opposite I'm of empty. filling myself? I'm empty. empty so you, yeah. so so what you telling me is you prefer that I'm empty, to because you uncomfortable with me being full, mm-hmm. because it just it shines a light on how mm-hmm. empty you are. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I lost people, bro. Like, no, let me rephrase that because I didn't lose nobody. They chose to stay. Yeah. They could have came. The difference. I've offered like I offered people people that I love, man, that I love dearly. I was like. I want to give everything to you. I want to be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like the greatest man I've ever known that I've ever seen with my own two eyes, my uncle, mm. right? He passed away. That was the greatest man I've ever seen in my life, bro. Like talk about a provider, a family man, a man who taught me so much in so little time, right? He lived in Puerto Rico. I would see him over the summers for weeks at a time. Okay. Right? But that was like my father. Like that was... Was it and I was like I'm gonna be that like that's my bar like he provided for everybody not just his family everybody in the family you know what I'm saying so having that and then watching I've seen two uh, marriages go to death do us part my grandparents my uncle and my aunt right they figure something out. Right? They figure something out. And to watch him bust his ass, never complain, and love what he do. You know what I'm saying? That was the bar. So I said, I want to be that. Right? I want to be that. And if I want to be that, that come with the headache. Heavy is the head. There's no doubt. There's some times where it's hard because everybody depend on you and you got to be the person. Sometimes to, to to carry weight that you don't feel you can carry. I try to escape a lot of weight. You know what I mean, and you can't. It just keep coming. So how do in that in those type of moments? How does a strong man handle those things? You gotta face it. Like they say, buffalo. The difference between like buffalo and cows, right? Like cows, will see the storm and they take off. Right. Buffalo run towards the storm. Right. Go right into it. You got because it's the shortest distance to it. Yeah. Right? You go through it. You go, you run through. Like, I ain't never seen, my uncle ain't never ran from nothing. From nothing, bro. Like, he, he just did it. I mean? Right. So, when you got to do, like, I, I remember, man, they so much up, but I remember when my grandma, uh, my grandmother died. Like, I've, I've always been the bearer of bad news. Right? In my family. Mm. You got to tell mom. I, I got to tell mom. Right. Mom's my rock, bro. Like, you know, but she she had it rough. So I gotta be the one. So I gotta tell mom about her her father first. Then I gotta tell her about her mother. And now I gotta tell her about the greatest man in our family. Can't do it. Nah, I told him no. Told him not doing it. Not doing it. I can't do that one. I can't. Man, I cried like a baby. Like I sat down. I folded up. Bro, and it was so crazy. I folded up. V was there. V came in. He was supposed to get a haircut. He come home. I'm on the floor. He's like, yo, bro, just let it out. I said, I can't do this one. I can't. They want me to tell moms. I told my, my family, I can't. They said, tell me what she say. <laughs> tell me what she say. I just told you I can't. I pray, God, I can't. Nah, you can. This your job. Heavy's the head. Heavy's the head. I, and I had to do that one. Hardest thing I ever did in my life, bro. That part, hardest. Hardest, because I watched my moms physically go through it. You know what I'm saying? And I got to be there. Be strong. That's, crazy, you know what I mean? But, again, I learned when God say, yo, you can't be a warrior, right? I feel like I'm a warrior spirit and I recognize warrior spirits among me, right? So I go, okay, how do you become a warrior? Go to war. What do warrior spirits not run from? War. Turmoil. Battle, right? Damn. 
But nobody appreciate peace like that. Glory to God. So when I'm at peace, like right now, y'all say, I'm peace, bro. I'm at right. peace. Like, peace. You know what I'm saying? And how dare people ask me to not be. Right. How do you ask me not be? Manny, be lesser. Sorry. Manny, be lesser. Be lesser. Be. That's too much. Can you just turn it down a little bit? Is that where you start seeing that amongst, like, the the group of friends that you're having? Group of friends, or people, people I love, man. Like, yeah. it, it's like, turn down a little bit. Turn it down. Like, Telling you you're doing too much. Doing too it. much. Like, yo, yeah. you, 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 you. That's it. Because you know what it is when you, um, y'all feel energy, right? So, like, when For you sure. go in a room, if you came in a room, you're either going to turn the energy up or you're going to turn the energy down. Right. As soon as you walk in the room, right? right. You walk in the room, it's going to go up or it's going to go down, yep. right? If it go up and I want to be down, you're going to bother me. For mm-hmm. sure, yeah. You're going to bother me. Just, right? just for I don't even know why. You just, just, just cause nah. Like, why are you why. so happy? Right. right. Now. The audacity of that question. Right. Yeah. Yep. So you know what that looked like to somebody who down? You always make it about you. Nah, your ass hiding. <laughs> you scared to be you. So because you scared to be you, you want me to turn down? I did that too long. Can't do it no more. I did that. You know, one of the most powerful things I'd learned in LOT was it was like, yo, would your kids want to be you and live your life? Nope. Wrap your head around that. Yeah. Like, 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 ask yourself. If your kids saw you and they watched you go away to work and then come home with that bullshit on your face, they want to do what you do. And you're going to tell them live your best life. And then they look at you like, well, is this your best life? You know what I'm saying? That say a lot. That say, that blew my mind. I said, hell no. Nah. Whether it be anything, you get intentionality, bro. Intentionality and everything. I wrote down everything that happened this year, bro. January 16th of 2022, right? I wrote down what was going to happen. I said, I'm going to buy my house. I said we're gonna kill it in Old Gorman. I mapped out. I said I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write down uh, three things I'm grateful for every day. I'm gonna send out a Bible verse every day to all my peoples. People under, underestimate that. And honestly, worked, literally. And yeah. then dig now. Now here's what else I did. That I just did recently. I'm like, cause T, me and T chopping. And he like, yo, so you 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 did all this intentional. Stuff. You know, you deal with relationship problems and stuff. He's like, yo, have you mapped out what you want? I said, yeah, I know what I want. He's like, no, 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 no. Did you write it? Mm. <laughs> like, all this shit I already knew, but it's like, duh. Duh. <laughs> Everything I done wrote came to fruition. Let me map out the partner I want. Let me map out the friends I want. These are the characteristics these people have to have. These are the non-negotiables. These are throwaways. These are, you know, kind of nice to haves. Bro, it's happening. Man. It's happening. I love it. That's crazy. You want to get into it? I love it. Yeah, actually, so this is the part of our episode, actually. We want to go into what's called roundtable. We want you to ask us questions. We're on the other end of it. So whatever you have that comes to your head, fire away. First to you, my friend. Cause you my I boy. love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. You a father, man, and um, a husband, right? Yep. You living, you living a life, right? You got a good job. You doing a thing. What is it that people you think your people, your wife, even little man? What would he say that he's the most proud of of you? I would probably say just the ambition, the grit to keep going. Because, like you said, there's days where people can come home and they don't want to do things or they come home with a stank face. And I try my best to not ever come home that way. But obviously it's not always, doesn't always work. But what you'll always see is I always get up and keep going back to work and keep doing things that are going to make us better, regardless of how people feel about it, you know. 
And regardless of what people say, whether they think that, you know, my priorities aren't in the right place or, or whatever it might be, he'll, he'll know where that's coming from. So I think that's what it would be. When you think about when did you know you were a man? Who told you? Honestly, no one told me. It was actually more of how I started to act in my own actions. And when I say that is, is like in college, there was times where I was a, I was a little boy and I get upset when people said something that offended me. If things didn't go my way, I was upset and I, I let it like a lot of people always say, don't let five minutes ruin 24 hours of the day. And so where I really started to learn that is, is like, if something happened to me and I know I, I learned how to control my emotions, I learned how to make sure that I was able to take charge of my entire day. And on top of that, once I started doing that, like responsibilities, I mean, they weren't even looked at as, as responsibilities to me. These, these were just my regular actions. I already, like, no matter what, I knew I was a provider. That's what I wanted. That's always what I wanted to be. I was a connector. I wanted to make sure that I connect people to, to the right people. And, and most of all, I wanted to make sure that I brought a light into the room. And that's, that's what like real men do in my opinion. So that's when I like, I really realized that I was a man and I feel like other people started to follow me afterwards too. You know, Uh, other people wanted to know exactly what actions I was taking daily to, to be, pretty much like me. And I became that figure that, that could lead someone. So yeah, I mean, ain't it crazy though? Like, cause I did this thing, man. Um, in, in JI women have a lot of rites of passage in their life, right? The first menstrual cycle, that's a conversation. Like you, you entering womanhood, right? And they get like, Let's say sweet sixteen. Another conversation. Hispanics quinceanera. You have another conversation about womanhood, and they have like prom, and it's like marriage, like all these things, yep. right? Yeah. And you ask, what do men do? What we got? So then, at some point, you got a son, right? When he gonna know? I think that. It's not about always knowing right away. You know, I think that a lot of it can be the way that you do raise your children and the values that you do instill into them. It's just like in sports. There's things that people do that have been playing a sport for so long. They can have a hard time even teaching it to somebody else because it's just in their DNA at that point. So I think a lot of it is at least coming from my point of view as a father and what I can do. My job is to make sure that he's prepared to go into the world at any point and be a man, whether he knows he's a man yet or not. But I think that like, even for me, like, I don't think as I think about it and as the Quan was answering your question, I'm like, damn, I don't feel like I really became like a man until after probably almost a year after my son was born. Right. And that was at 27 years old. Facts. So, so dig what I'm saying that this is why this is important. Right. Because I think for me, it is, this is my opinion, right? It's important that every step, right. When you're dealing with your son or a young man, right. Having them identify, the characteristics of what a man is, right? And when they get to a certain age, whatever age you feel is appropriate for your your circle, your life, right? Because if we talk about Spartans, if we talk about warriors, right? Boys learn from boys. I'm saying my mom raised us, bro. She was by herself. 365 days a year, seven days a week, right? Right. She couldn't make me a man. When I felt like a rite of passage, because Coach said I had a dope left hook. Man, Coach said, man, you strong, ugly Puerto Rican. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. So for my kids, and I did this for J.I., and I learned this late. I said, we're going to build a man. We're going to build the perfect man, the greatest man. What are his characteristics? And you write them out. Write them out. And then when you're ready, when you tell them, are you ready to take this challenge? You're not going to hit these every time. But part of, part of one of those characters is resilience. It's determination. You're going to fall. 
but you promising to get up and try again. If you're willing to do that, stand up. Shake his hand. You're not stepping into your manhood. Being able to give that to somebody. If somebody would have gave that to me, it holds something different. Facts. Back in the old school, right, they used to be like, they, they would tell their little son, you're the man of the house when I leave. I ain't had nobody telling me that. Right? Yeah. So they had some advantages in that way. We lost that somewhere. So it's our job to sharpen these young men Say, yo, what do you feel like even like with next gen? I'm in next gen. Like, what's a, what's, what's a man? What is J.I. and next gen quick? So uh, Leaders of Tomorrow is L.O.T. So J.I. is Justice Impacted. So what we're doing is we got the Leaders of Tomorrow program or personal development, leadership development, unlocking people's the greatest potential for people that have been impacted by the justice system. Anybody who got charges and things like that who are trying to rehabilitate, who are trying to get back in the community. That demographic needs leaders man people yeah. that been through the war that been through the shit that are succeeding and why shouldn't we feed that right so that's what J.I. is just impacted is saying okay we are going to develop community of leaders in that realm because Fortune 500 and all them people they can't go in the dark and be like yo right they can't you know what I mean so to leave somebody out the cave you got to live there before right so you coming out I, I'm out right, here comes some, here comes some light it's a bridge okay. right so now that's what ju- Justice Impacted is. We want to be able to create a community in Sioux Falls in which leaders are everywhere and they can be respected. So you can take somebody who got some old charges or, or been released or who had felonies or whatever and put them in the same room with a CEO and they they understand the game on the same level. Yep. I mean, I like that. So that's, that's Justice Impacted. And the next gen is the next generation, right? It's the next generation of leaders, right? The slogan's like, we got now. We don't got next. We got now. Um, KRS has said something that, that I, I use with them. It is like, when you got the younger generation and the older generation to create a healthy culture, you got to keep them together. So True. you got to get the knowledge. The older generation got to get knowledge, new knowledge from the from the younger generation, right? Yep. So then, the, so the older generation can run circles around his peers. If you got other people that don't do that, mm-hmm. like if mm-hmm. I, I'm connected to these youth, I feel energy my energy's done right my energy's through the roof and i'm learning things and then if they stay connected to the older generation they're gonna get knowledge and wisdom that's gonna be passed down so they're gonna run circles around around the youth around their peers so that's how you create a healthy culture so the next generation of leaders is coming up and i was like what if we gave them bars that we got in lot if i'd have got those bars at 16 yeah Mm mm-hmm you know what I mean? Even if I just caught one bar, if I just caught, yo, live intentionally, nothing of significance happens without intention. If I live that. You're good. Right? Mm-hmm. Not to mention all the other bars, right? Like like they said, if you live without inten- intention, you are wandering generalization. You want to be that? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yo, but here's the thing. How many people you know I'm like that? Get up. Yeah. Uh, woo, TikTok. And then, yeah. you know, right, like this, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just they they not living their best. And and then again, th- those will be the ones that be like, you need to turn down because you this light that you got, you shining on me, I don't like it. You showing me all the shit I'm around. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's what next that. gen is, is is being able to give them the light now. Like, yo, arm yourself with communication. Effective communication, like. That's the biggest thing I learned from LOT. Yeah, man. It's a gem, bro. The biggest thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so, you know, 55% of your uh, communication is body language. Right. 38% is your voice tone. 7% is actually your words. Right? That's crazy. And then and, and we introduce PEC, P-E-C, right? So you come from your PEC. Communicate, come from your PEC. Patience, empathy, compassion. Mm-hmm. The person who's the most patient in the conversation is the control. Total conversation. If I'd have had those gems, right? Man, what life looked like? Life changing. Yeah, right. what life looked like if I had that at fifteen? <laughs> right. And speaking actually on that, being fifteen, I want to know because you have a you have a ton of wisdom, you have a ton of information behind mm-hmm. you, the steps that you've you've gone, you've learned a lot, and it seems like you're now teaching that to other people. So I want to know what you would say to your 16-year-old self, yeah. you know, five tips, tricks, and hacks to be a, a better you at that time. 
one, I don't think he'll listen, but but I'm going to tell him, right? I'm going to tell him anyway, right? Because 16-year-old me was hungry, right? He wanted something different. And uh, one thing I would tell him is different ain't special. But being special is different. Don't think just because you're doing something different that that's special. That's been going on for generations before you, right? Everybody's going left, just go left. I mean, have a reason, right? Be special. Don't be average, right? I would tell him that. Um, I would tell him about communication and understanding all the things we just talked about, body language, voice tone, words, right? Patience, patience, patience. I would tell him about finances and I would tell him money don't make you, but a lack of it will break you, right? And if you make stupid decisions with your money, you're going to pay for it for way longer than you ever could imagine. So save money for rainy days. Always have something saved for a rainy day. Make sure that not breaking yourself to help somebody else. You know what I mean? Because that that's... You got to be good. You got to be good. Yep. You got to put your mask on first. You know what I mean? So those are things I would tell them. And then never shrink. Never shrink. What do you mean by that? Never turn your light down. You feel like laughing? Laugh your ass off. I enjoy my laugh, bro. Like, that's one of my favorite things about me. It's loud. People think it's obnoxious. I give no fucks. I laugh from my diaphragm, bro. Like, I enjoy my laughs, bro. And enjoy your cries. Those are the two medicines God gave us, laughter and cry. Right? They both cleanse you. Do both. But never shrink. Don't ever shrink. Don't ever think. you need. If somebody asks you to turn down to make them comfortable, they are poison. They are poison. They are asking you to die. They don't want you to live your full Not at all. Like, man. That's crazy. It's true, though. It happens. And it's still happening. We doing that to kids, man. I'm talking to these kids, man. They we are doing it to kids. We telling them, nah, that ain't that ain't gonna work out for you. You know what I'm saying? I asked the teenagers today, I asked I was at Jefferson, I said, yo, what'd you want to be when you was a little kid? Shorty said, a pilot. I said, what happened to that? She's like, I don't know. I outgrew it. I said, did you? Did somebody tell you that you couldn't do it? Or did nobody believe in you? So they never even acknowledged it. I said, what would life look like right now if somebody bought you an airplane toy? What would it look like if they gave you a pilot hat? What if they flame at that point and said, yeah, you could be a pilot? You got to speak it into people. You, Especially if you the big people. Right. You are God to your son. The first image of God he ever going to see is you. Facts. You know what I mean? You the first person that can hold him with one hand. So when he think about strength, my dad, you hold two gallons of milk with one hand. That's right? true. Can he hold two gallons of milk with one hand? Absolutely not. Right? When mama come, dad come, mama feel better. He feel that. That's God. So when he first meet God, whatever he call him, and they say, God is a loving God, who he going to picture? Me. You. And your discipline, the way you discipline him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, listen, my mom did her best, bro. God is a loving father. Yeah. Mom? It's not the same. Not the same. So you, if that's, if just taking that with you, when you go home, God. That's big. You know what I mean? And God said what? He created you in our image. Mm-hmm. He breathed like. It is. And now we're here, right? So now your son looking at you. Whoa. I look at all my sons. They all they all taller than me. You know what I'm saying? And they be, especially Gabe. Gabe be looking at me like, I think I can. <laughs> I'd be able to. Has he tested you yet? Nah, he tried a couple times to like talk a little crazy. I'm still daddy, man. <laughs> I love it. 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 I 
out here, son. Listen, yes, sir. I should have worn a belt. I should have brought the belt. You got I, it. I, I, the belt's upstairs. Yeah, it's that. in the car. I should have brought it the whole time. Because, listen, people be mad. You don't understand how much shit I get as a kid. For your belt? Bro, just for the, the, the audacity of it. Right? Like, I walk around my job. Listen, this is how dope I my job is. That. I walk around my job with the belt on my shoulder. We be in a staff meeting. Nobody blink. Shit. <laughs> they just tell me I'm talking with the belt. Right? Why? I feel like the champ. Why yeah. shouldn't I? Yeah. Never you lost. know what I'm saying? Why should I? Listen, lost. man, the, the shit I went through, I'm here. Don't. You know what I mean? I love that my daughter wear the that. belt. Yeah. My daughter put it on. Boom. <laughs> That's right, baby. You the champ. You the champ. Everybody the champ. Why not? You mad? No, that's fine. You mad because I'm the champ? Because I said I'm the champ? You want to fight? No, I'm the champ. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, I want to be the champ. Or they go, nobody's the champion. Right. We all don't get belts. <laughs> Why not? That's Man. the way it is now. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. Again, my name is Daquan Brooks here with Zakia Shaw and our special guest, Ma- Manny Gutier- Gutierrez. 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 Manny Gutier- oh, okay. Good <laughs> Gutierrez. Bueno, damas y caballeros, bienvenidos a Overstepping Poverty con mi hermanos. Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Overstepping Poverty. We hope you found this week's discussion informative and thought-provoking. We know that tackling poverty is a complex issue, but by working together and understanding the root causes, we can make progress towards creating a more equitable society. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and family, and don't forget to subscribe to our show. Until next time, let's take the next steps in Overstepping Poverty.